Welcome back to Glad You're Here and Happy Productions Live. As promised, we are live with the one, the only, Taylor Toomey from OK Friend and The Symptones. Taylor, how you doing? Hey there. Doing great. Oh. Doing great. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. And we were talking off air. You are my, my first second guest. <laughs> <laughs> first second yeah. appearance. You are on your way to a green jacket, my friend. I love that. Yeah. How many, how many appearances do I need for the... The green jacket. You know, jacket. it's. Uh, I, I. I'll say it's. It's probably going to be five. Five okay. will get you the jacket, and uh, we won't get it to you the day of because that's how we operate. <laughs> you so can measure it, me. Yeah. Measure my sleeves. <laughs> measure your sleeves, and you'll get it in like five to ten business right. years. Yeah. Well, let's book this next appearance yeah. as I'm walking out. <laughs> All right. Keep keep it on the books. Yeah. Oh, dude, I am. I am so excited to talk to you. I know we were we were talking off air a little bit, but you've been doing some cool stuff. Last time you were on, you were talking. You were with the Symptones, uh, and we. We, uh, we were talking about the new record you guys were working on then, and it sounds like that thing is coming to fruition, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really um, really coming coming together nicely. We've uh, been in the studio for the last few weeks, um, working on bits and pieces and doing some overdubs and whatnot, and it's sounding awesome. Like, really, really happy with uh, the work that Ali Jafar, who is recording um, and engineering and mixing, uh, mixing will be mixing the album is doing so far. Nice. Um, recording most of it at Flowers Studio in Uptown, which just has a it's a really cool room, and so it feels good and uh, has been just an all around good vibe for the the band. And that album's coming together really nicely. So we'll have a dozen songs that uh, will be on that album and. By far and away, like the the most complete body of work for the the Symptones, and I'm really really proud of it. Um, and just some fun songs, all in all, so yeah. fun songs on it, dude. That'll be out sometime this summer. Oh man, I'm ex- I'm excited to hear that this summer already could because your last record was such a good summer record too. Oh, That's perfect yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, there are some definite summer songs. Yeah. Um, it's funny because like we had uh, originally kicked around the idea of recording it on our own. And actually, that's um, sort of how I started uh, started with this project with OK Friend um, was that we, we were originally planning on recording it on our own just with uh, with studios having been shut down during COVID lockdowns. Yeah. We were like, we have these at least like eight songs and albums worth of songs that we would like to record, but not really knowing what that looks like right now. And so we we bought some gear and started getting sounds and whatnot. And after a few um, scheduling mishaps and then like uh, my family <laughs> ended up with COVID. <laughs> like the the um, the very first day that we started to <laughs> self-record. <laughs> and so that was just like a, a very ominous <laughs> sign for going the self-recorded route. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, after um, after just like uh, getting through some of those hiccups and hurdles uh, and actually booking some studio time, which was the right call for the songs that we're going to be putting out, um, have yeah made some real progress on it and should have something out by the by the summer sweet that's yeah that's exciting news and and the okay friend project is incredible too and you like you said you're, you're recording this at home uh are you recording like are you attempting to record drums yet or are you still doing like <laughs> no, no no um so uh 
not recording drums, using some sample drums and programming drums as well, uh, which is just has been like it was a slow start on that too. Um, so I had some of these songs written, and as I was writing them, had like drum parts in mind and just getting and I, I'm sure you know this, but like getting a really good solid drum sound is just it's hard challenging yeah and it's truthfully like very intimidating as um, like I can put up a mic and get a good uh, a decent electric sound or For a sure. decent acoustic sound or a decent vocal um, sound going into into pro tools but the amount of micro- microphones on a, a drum kit in a studio <laughs> seeing insane. seeing that is incredibly intimidating and so it's um it's sampled drums right now uh a lot of there are some auxiliary auxiliary percussion yeah um elements and texture stuff throughout um most of the songs that that is recorded in in the home studio um but for the most part it's uh uh, sampled and programmed drums. Well, it's yeah. it's coming through good, man. You're doing you're doing good work for like your first foray into recording yourself, yeah, right? Thank like, you. dude, yeah, it sounds it sounds professional. If you wouldn't have told me that you recorded it at home yourself, I would have thought you did it in like a professional cool. studio. So that's, you know, yeah, fake <laughs> until you make it, I yeah, guess. Dude, <laughs> exactly, and and it's such a skill to have the ability to do that yourself, and yeah. it, like because it's an instrument in and of itself. I think we talked about this last yeah. time. Right, like the studio is a little different than the live show, and then when you can pull things like even program drums, it's a cool tool to have in your pocket and use when you when you want to. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, And like I've always had an interest in doing it and reading more about artists that at least are are doing the recording um, process themselves and maybe sending it off for mixing and mastering just always intrigued me. Yeah. Um, I, as, a, as a kid, I was always a fidgeter and um, button presser. And like, if you told me not to push that button on the wall, I was going to push that button on the wall. <laughs> <Yep>. And so <laughs> having, um, having just some of like the gear and now just so much of it being accessible, um, it's, it's just really fun for me to be able to dive into it and play around with different sounds and um, learning more about uh, EQing and compression. And it's just a, a fun thing for me to be able to do. Yeah, it uh, and it keeps keeps you sane a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it gives, gives you something fun. And uh, you're not driving the family nuts. Everyone, everyone's cool. <laughs> the the, the um, home studio is directly underneath my ten months old bedroom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, what I'm recording is really dependent on his sleep schedule. <laughs> Makes sense. So, so I can't be um, can't be belting out vocal takes uh, between the hours of seven and six a.m. Um, but I've I've found ways to keep busy still and and try not to keep them uh, going crazy. Hey, that's that's good. And they uh, they enjoy being so. My I have two kids, um, a daughter who will be three in a couple weeks, and our son is ten months old. Congratulations! And they both, thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, they're they're awesome, and they're so much fun to be around. And I love. <clears throat> love playing music around them and having them around when I am playing music 
it's uh, just a blast to see the response to it. Um, and so, like, there are times when I am recording either percussion sounds that are lower stakes, yep. but I know that I can still, like, potentially work on something as they're hanging out and I'm watching them. Um, so there are, there are a couple songs that I know for sure uh, our son has been in the room when I've been recording um, either auxiliary percussion or on the song Stranger. I'm pretty sure um, he was hanging out while I was playing acoustic guitar on on the song which is really fun That's just awesome. to just to know that yeah like, that they were around it and um that moment in time that i was making those songs that they they were involved in it really yeah they were they were in the room part of the energy yeah. and and you might even hear like a, a <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know something like a lip right. smack or whatever yep, exactly yeah that's yeah. that's super cool i did a home recording once and i put it was one of those pandemic ones right mm-hmm. that i recorded in my apartment and it has my cat on it because she like <laughs> decided to go and play with one of her toys at that moment yeah. it's not nearly as cool as your kid being yeah. on the record but it's it's like i left it in because oh, you gotta shut like, the door on the cats yeah you, you can't have the, you can't have the cats in there <laughs> they do not care what you're doing no. they're like oh, they don't mind is... step on the space bar though <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just pause the recording yeah they don't they don't care at all yeah. uh and, and so what you've been making has been really cool we've been playing playlists a lot on the show oh cool and thank you yeah man i i've i've been really digging this song it's been one of my one of my highlights for the past i i my time is sort of blurry to me i want to say like three months since you gave it sure to me, but that could be yeah. wrong yeah that uh, sounds about right yeah. yeah and so i've i've been enjoying this i think the 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 fans have been enjoying it. I think they'd love to hear uh, hear a live version of, yeah, of kind of what you're it. doing. Yeah, I'd love to play it. Cool. Cool. You want me to uh, yeah, give, give a little... Give me a little strum, yeah. There we go. We are good. You can take good it away, go. Taylor, whenever you're ready. Now like we had in you when to be We go out riding through the street Personal. 
I love your writing. Every time, every time I hear you with an acoustic guitar, dude, I just oh, cool. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, man, it's it's so cool, and you do nostalgia so well. Oh, thank you. You, you really yeah. you really hit the nail on the head, and because we've been there, right? The yeah, burning totally. CDs in yeah. your car, and you get attached to the dude. Yeah. yeah, it's it's great, and I love the way that like you can still tell it's not a Symptone song, sure. right? Like, you okay. still, you put enough of a spin on that that it, it fits into a different type yeah, of mold. You. And yeah. then when you hear the when you hear the studio version, then you get kind of that, that synthy feel yep. to it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I just dig it, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, that song I wrote on, uh, and I honestly think, like, a lot of these tunes were products of the instruments that they were written on. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe that's where the delineation between Symptone's songs and OK Friends songs sort of happen. Yeah. Um, because certainly I've I've written other songs that ended up being Symptone songs since starting this project. Um, but I had gotten this, uh, like a very typical Yamaha electric piano um, from a family friend yep. and had gotten it uh, probably in the winter of 2021. And it was all I ended up playing for the the next few months. And so writing, I ended up writing four songs very quickly for this OK Friend project on that um, piano just because it had a different sound than I was used to and I was playing uh, playing chord progressions different than I would be on a guitar and sure. guitar is definitely still my uh, primary instrument that I like to write on or I'm most comfortable writing on but having a different instrument in your quiver I guess to uh, mess around with and try new things out on uh, was really productive for me, um, and but the the piano is really nothing super special, but it has it has like the nostalgia sound. Yeah, to it, you know, I so know what you mean. like you can you can layer in, you can have a piano sound and an electric piano sound, and you can layer those two, and that sound ended up um, ended up. I'm pretty sure it's on the the five songs that I've been working on um, for OK Friend the the past six months, um, and those have carried through the the takes from that piano have carried through from like the demos when I was just uh, playing it on like my um, 
iPhone voice memos app. Um, I ended up recording it and just really enjoyed like that sound was like nostalgia. To yeah. Me. And so that was um, playlist was the first song that I'd written for this project, and um, I'd read this awesome book called Mixtapes, and I'm gonna I potentially gonna screw up the the name of the author, but I'm pretty sure it was Rob Sheffield. Is he a music writer? That sounds right. Rolling Stones, maybe? Yeah. Rolling Stone Yeah, that writer. sounds right. Yeah. Um, and it's a great book, but it's all about, uh, it's very nostalgic about um, just how music had influenced his life, and had I had been kicking around the idea of, like, well, I didn't grow up with mixtapes. I probably just missed the boat on that, but it's a pretty common uh, common thing, I think, in rock songs to always uh, to be nostalgic for the things that you know and you grew up with. And um, I have a really good friend who sort of inspired this song who is constantly passing me back um, playlists that he's putting together. Yep. And I think back to like when we were teenagers and it was always like, here's this mix CD that I made. I downloaded, I don't know, from, 15 songs from some yeah, <laughs> shady site that <laughs> probably gave my computer a virus. <laughs> and and uh, we can get into the ethics of <laughs> pirating music and whatnot. Uh, but yeah. um, being young and dumb and having, having that tool at your disposal, that was uh, just sort of what we did was make um make mix cds and um yeah just uh thinking about how intentional that process was there were mix cds that i could still uh pop in a, a cd player today and know exactly what uh what period of life that was what i was going through at the time um the last verse is uh about early on in my now wife um early on in our relationship we would uh just like drive around and really like um like the lyric says not have anywhere to be yeah um and drive for like hours just playing mix cds for each other yeah and it's uh yeah just a special thing to me and so that's where that song came from um certainly more nostalgic than other songs that I've written but it was a, a fun one to work on it, it dude it's it's a cool one you know and the other thing about mix CDs is like I don't know if you had this experience but I remember like you'd listen to mix CDs and you get so used to the order of those songs that then you'd hear that song out of context, oh gosh, like yeah. not on the mix CD, and you'd expect yeah. the next song to be whatever it was <laughs> right. on your mix CD. Yeah, absolutely, or yeah. on somebody else's mix CD. Yeah, yep. And, and you're like, this is the wrong order. Yeah. This is your your CD's wrong. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I I remember that, and that song is so cool. And I've I've seen you I've seen you write a song in five minutes. I've I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it happen. I know you're a prolific writer. So how how many songs are you writing these days? Like how how fast are they coming? Because that yeah. feels like that one feels like one where I I only know this because I've I've written songs like you probably put some time into it, but it came pretty quick. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these songs did come pretty quick, and in part that was. I, I th- I'm sure you know this too. Um, you sort of get what you put into it. Yep. And even if it does come quick, that might mean that you're 
Um, also, just like sitting down and devoting the time to it, right? exactly, and yeah. giving it some giving it some practice and time. Um, many of the songs are coming decently quick, and that's in part just because I'm giving it the attention that I want to be giving it. Yep, you know, and yeah. I I get such a kick out of writing, and when a song is like. 90% of the way there I love that feeling of like seeing where it's going to go and knowing like the the possibilities of it and so I, I'd say like um, it happens a lot where I'll have a block of time that I know that I want to sit down and write and sometimes it's it's not as much as I'd like to give it in a given week yeah. but at least like give it five or ten minutes that's you know um to get some words down on a page and if you are able to either cobble those together or use one um one idea as a jumping off point uh it can it can really lead you to some pretty cool places um so yeah I i think like a lot of them will end up uh i'll get it like half of the way there on a on a writing session. Yep. And um I might need to work a little harder for that last 50% or 10% or 20%. Um but just getting something down whether that's like a vocal melody down um and just whistling it into a <laughs> a voice memo yep. if so I've had that happen a lot now just being uh, a newer parent is uh I don't have the ability to just grab a guitar and play when I feel like it. And that's, uh, it has ended up being, I think, a good thing for my writing process because I need to give it more intentional time and block off the time and be more focused on it. Yeah. And the ideas get to kind of marinate in your head for a little True. bit longer, yeah. you know, and, and then you get to go and sit down with it. And it's also, you've put in the reps where you get the, you get the benefits of having the kind of quick, songs where you get the 50% and you have to yeah. finish it up but the 50% comes easier now because everyone knows it's not easy but it's easier yeah. because you've put in the work already it kind of reminds me of that I don't know where I heard this I'm sure it's some like Facebook meme shared by everyone's <laughs> uncle but it's it's it one of true that <laughs> <laughs> it was like this guy comes to fix a water heater and he makes a line on the water heater and he's like alright that'll be five grand the guy's like five grand to draw a line on it and he's like well it's 4800 to know where the line needs to go and it's $200 for me to draw the line. So yeah, but it's one of those things with songwriting, you know where you want these things to go. Like you have the skill set to be able to do that. So it makes yeah. it a little bit easier when you have those shorter amounts of time than you used to. You're, you know yeah. what to do with them now. You know what I mean? Yep, I 100% agree. And I, I'd say like having been at it for um, for a decent number of years, I, I think I probably wrote my first... Uh, I don't know if you'd consider it a song. Yeah, I'd consider it a song because it had words and Counts. chords to it, and I was playing guitar. But um, when I was like 13 or 14 years old, and um, I think you just end up learning what your what your strengths are, what you're able to call on when you need it um, over the over the winter. Just as a challenge to myself. Um, it was during that really bad snowstorm over like 
around New Year's, I want to say. Yep. So like a day or two before New Year's. Yep. I had this song idea that I was just uh, kicking around in my head and um, was stuck inside with the family the for a few days just because of how much snow we had. Um, I had ch- wanted to challenge myself just to finish a song, like do whatever, um, scroll through my ideas list and my notes app, um, look through some notebooks for ideas that I had started but never finished. And um, I th- that's also the benefit of being uh, having a solo recording project is I, <laughs> I am giving myself the freedom to um, not let what's the saying not let perfect get in the way of good Good. Right? yep yep and so i had uh worked on a song uh that i just called winter song three um that i had released in like a week after having recorded it um just as like a writing exercise right and um being able to produce something from start to finish and have it out and available uh, within the span of two weeks is just a pretty cool feeling to be able to to be able to do that. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And the the sharing part of it is a whole it's a whole another animal to that is like you said, getting to share that with people right away. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. that instantaneous feedback. Yep, that's super cool. Are the Simpsons guys giving you giving you grief at all about anything? Where they're where they're, where they're like, can't we have one of these songs? Like, no, not at all, <laughs> not good. at all. They've been incredibly supportive of it, and actually, um, it's funny. It, uh, like an hour before driving up here, one of the guys had given me crap for not having let the band know that I was coming up here <laughs> to do this show. They're yep. like, you got to p- promote your stuff, man, <laughs> um, which is really cool. And I was, um, not that I was concerned about it, but I I don't think that they're mutually exclusive projects. And yeah. I, I get such a thrill out of being able to play music with four other people and be in the same room as them and feeding off of each other's energy and um like playing live shows with the Simtones is like some of the most fun that I <laughs> I have in life and this solo project is um is a bit more well it's it is just that a solo project where um it's pretty isolated i guess it might be the might be the right word to use um but yeah no they they have not given me any grief for it um the song stranger at one point i think probably could have been a symptone song yeah but i had some um ideas for uh like auxiliary percussion and just some elements that would have been challenging to introduce as a a live band and so as a recorded song i i had a pretty clear vision of where i wanted to take that um but yeah yeah, I, well, that's that's good to hear. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that Jeremy's not beating you up too. Oh, bad. absolutely not. Yeah, it's also I'd say this solo project has given me a greater appreciation for everything that they do. Oh yeah, you, um, you because <laughs> because getting good drum sounds like we had said um, using sampled drums, um, 
there are times where I would love to be able to um, play a, a partially written song and ask for a solid drummer's feedback on like, does this sound like something an actual drummer would play, or <laughs> or am I yeah. completely missing the mark on <laughs> what I'm <laughs> what I'm programming? Or then like getting into bass, like I can I can manage on a bass, but I can't do what uh, a true bass player can do on on a given song and so there are many on the instruments that I'm less familiar on which are um, certainly I I don't play drums Um, I play a little bit of bass I've had a bass um, in my household uh, for the last two years but um, I'm normally picking up a guitar or heading to the keyboard and so the like I take I have to do so many bass takes to, in, <laughs> in order to get a, a usable one on the songs. Oh, um, so I have a greater appreciation for everything that the guys do in the Simtones. Yeah, and and beyond just you know carrying stuff into gigs, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> the lead yeah. singer, the classic. You know, I brought my guitar. I'm ready to hey, go. I pull my weight. <laughs> I pull my weight. Uh, no, I, I I believe it. Well, we we got to take a second and thank some sponsors. We'll be right back. When we come back, you want to play another song yeah, for absolutely. us? Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. I'm glad you're here with Taylor Toomey from OK Friend and The Simptons. Uh, Don't touch that dial, huh? Glad you're here. Happy Productions Out Live. Glad you're here. North Country Lo-Fi and Happy Productions present a Trucker Fest pre-party at Nordic Brew Pub featuring live performances from the Pistol Whip and Party Penguins, the Matt Buddhist Band, and the White Iron Man. While there, make sure to say hi to the Happy Productions team and register to win a huge Trucker Fest prize pack. Tickets are limited, so get yours today by searching North Country Lo-Fi Events. It's the Trucker Fest pre-party at Nordic Brew Pub on April 29th. Real Estate by Megs is real estate done right from start to finish. This is Jara, and I don't know much about the real estate market or whether it's a good time or bad time to buy or sell, but I do know life happens and waiting to buy or sell might not be an option for you regardless of the market. I also know firsthand that when you work with Megs, no matter your situation, you're going to get the best possible outcome. She's smart, professional, knowledgeable, talented, and has even won the nationally recognized Realtor Magazine's Top 30 Agents Under 30. But most of all, she's great because she can Real Estate by Megs, commercial, residential, lake property and rentals in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Realestatebymegs.com. That's Megs with a Z. Realestatebymegs.com. Join me, Dave Marine, every Tuesday night from 6 to 10 for The Rock Garage here at HappyProductions.Live. Trust me, you'll be happier for doing it. Welcome back to Glad You're Here at HappyProductions.Live. Like I said, we are live with Taylor Toomey talking about his new project, OK Friend. Cool stuff. And uh, you know what? I, I bribed Taylor into playing another song for us. What uh, What are you thinking of playing for us here, Taylor? Yeah, this is, uh, this is one that I haven't put out yet and planning on recording it next in the queue, I think. So yeah. um, have a couple songs that I'm waiting to, uh, waiting to record until after we're done with the Symptones album and whatnot. Um, and this one probably will get put out sometime in the in the fall or the winter. It is called uh, just Winter Song One. All right, let's go. Take it away, Taylor.
starting to like taking your dog out at night in the cold go up and down your block like be cops out on patrol he takes his time and I put my hands into the pockets of my coat maybe he wants me Get outside a little more Well, car getting loaded on To a tow truck in the ditch and the man right beside it looking like he can't quite scratch an itch I'm finding it funny how much we rely on people we don't know the ones that you call for right and the ones that you call up but you can count on me If only for the little things You can count on me for the little things do 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 Yeah, that was beautiful, dude. Winter song number one or number two? Number we'll one. call it one. Number one. Number one. <laughs> number one. Oh man. Uh, if yeah, that is that is an incredible song. Do you feel like I, I don't think we got into this last time? Do Do you feel like because I know as a songwriter you see the world in like songs, you know? Do you feel like being a dad has changed your perspective on that at all? Like, do you see it oh, through yeah. their eyes? You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think. So, so much of, and I think this is just a natural thing for songwriters to do when they, especially when they start out young, um, is it's very, uh, you're the main character in all of your songs. <laughs> yeah. True. At least that was the case for, for me. And so much of what is happening in the songs is about you and how you're feeling and, um, it's definitely helped uh, flip the script, I think, and um, see things, start seeing things through uh, their eyes and what they're needing. I uh, <laughs> just as like a joke and just being like around um, 
being around kids, like I love playing kids songs yeah. too. And so like I've written a few um, kids songs, uh, like when my, my niece was younger, she's 11 now and she'd probably cringe at the fact that I, <laughs> I'd play like a, a song for her, or write it about her. But um, I had like a, a song about a train for her or songs about dogs and um, for other nieces and nephews and what, or for my cousin, little cousins and whatnot. And, um, so yeah, definitely has changed perspective in a lot of things. Definitely not just songwriting. Um, it's had a, a, a huge, um, just effect on, um, the way that you, you see the world. And I, I think that's just like the, uh, the joy that they get out of specific things or on the flip side of the coin, the things that upset them and are really like important to them um, can be influential, influential too. So like just uh, throwing their schedule off or something (laughs) and (laughs) something that you can perceive like, why are you throwing a fit about um, the way that I poured your juice or you poured your milk <laughs> or <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely changed the way that I, I think about songs and um, we already talked about just having them be around music, um, just having uh, grown up in a family that placed a pretty big um, like music has always been important in our family and I I think about how important that has been in my life and it's never been pushed on me but I've always been around it yeah and I think like to this day and I probably already talked about it on this um on the show when we were up with the symptoms but like Paul Simon Graceland is like the the gold standard for for songwriting and um, just like overall sound for me. And the only reason that I like that song is just because it, or like that album is because it was constantly playing in our household. Yeah. And so I, I want to give that um, uh, at least have uh, music be a part of our lives, our family's life. Um, and so that's, uh, that's important to me. Yeah, that's, dude, that's so cool. And it's even, there's another layer to it too, because, you know, guys like me and you, we, we grew up with, uh, you know, songs like Graceland pr- playing in the cars. Your kids get the added benefit of like their dad's song being played, <laughs> you know, that's, like around. I don't know if they see that as a benefit though, because I show the rough mixes to Ruby constantly in yeah, the car. Yeah. And she's very quick to, if there's a song that's not, uh, if it's not, she's not feeling it that day. She's very quick to tell me that she wants Moana on or <laughs> a Tangled soundtrack. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, you got the most pure feedback you're yeah, ever going to get. Right there, it's man. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. enjoy your... my feelings a little bit sometimes. But <laughs> have you cut a song because of Ruby's feedback? No, not no. yet. Not okay. yet. She's not that harsh of a critic. Okay, well that's she's not. And usually I can uh, sneak it in there. I just need to work it in when she's feeling it. Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. You get her get her in a good yeah, mood when exactly. the juice was poured yep, just right exactly yep. yeah <laughs> right after nap time yeah. yeah i get that yeah. oh dude it's 
That's incredible. So we've been we've been talking about all this music. You've been playing it. Where uh, where can the folks find OK Friend? Where are the yeah, all the places? Right now, I'm just on Instagram nice. uh, and intentionally just kind of limited it to one channel that I'm able to maintain on a somewhat regular basis. So Smart man. OK Friend Music on Instagram is where you can find me, and then also on all the streaming platforms too. I love it. Yeah. Okay, friend, music on Instagram. Uh, band, you're on Bandcamp, right? On Bandcamp band too. Camp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the part you've heard this spiel before. I'm gonna give my quick little spiel here for anybody out there who wants to support Taylor and his music. And okay, friend, uh, it's cool to listen on Spotify. Uh, Taylor's cool with you listening on Spotify yes. or Apple Music or whatever. Yeah. It's it's a good thing to do to hear the music and and all that. But if you really want to support him, the best thing to do is to spend your hard earned dollar, dollar, dollars <laughs> on uh, on this on the music. You can go to Bandcamp pay 99 cents or a dollar and get a song that goes right into Taylor's pocket because Spotify Apple Music pay, pay out 0. .00005 cents per stream. Uh, you've heard me say it a million times, but I'm never going to shut up about it until they start paying people more. So <laughs> that's that's the deal on that. You might be talking for a long time, Grant. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm fighting a, a yeah, feudal battle over here, but uh, good. I, I got to I gotta do it. Keep so we the good fight. Yeah, man. And you're, you're releasing a new song here every four to six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, like that? it's about that been that uh it's been about that cadence so um when i'd started out was hoping to release at least one song every two months and i'm around around that much yeah. so and that feels like a, a semi-manageable pace you're you're definitely being successful. I mean, managing the social media is a whole thing in and of itself. Yeah, no so I, I applaud yeah, I'm you. I'm not great at it. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm not either. It's, it's brutal. Uh, I applaud you for just choosing the one format and just yeah. doubling down on it. And uh, and and then you know because you got to promote every single song that you release and you want to make the songs and that's where it's fun and the fun part isn't making a story about it. And if it is the fun part, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> 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 like, I can't wait to make my Instagram story about this song I wrote. Like, now you're being nostalgic, Grant. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, I, I meant nostalgia as a compliment. Yeah, I love. Sure. I love nostalgia, <laughs> yeah, dude. Same. I. I think uh, I, I think it's it's where it's at. So we've got we've got more stranger strange. I'm looking at I'm reading my screen talking. We got more okay friend music coming out shortly. When is uh, when do you think the next one's coming out again? Yeah, next one will be out. Uh, wrote it down. May first. May first. A song called Silent Retreat, which is um, uh, sort of if Don Henley's End of the Innocence had a, a sequel. I'd say yeah I, so I I was written on piano and uh definitely influenced by the uh the the early 90s late 80s piano key sound yep. uh that I was getting from that Yamaha keyboard that I had yeah I uh I love it dude and then that fits right in with that Graceland sound too yeah I mean cool. you're you're right in that wheelhouse of, of what you're what you're aiming for now that you have Jeremy out of the equation you can really <laughs> do what you want there's no <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I, uh, I was, I had, uh, you know Taylor James Donsky at all? Yes, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I know of him. I've it, seen him around. He's, he's very active. He's very there. active. He's he's a good dude. Uh, he was he was on the show a couple, a couple weeks back, and we were talking. He's a bass Is player. He a bass? He's, okay. He's a bass yeah, player, yeah. and we were talking about this weird secret community that bass players have. Yeah. And I, he was like, you know, I think I know probably every bass player around town. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I bet I could just name one, and you'd probably know them. And and he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you know. And I was like, all right, Jeremy Gullickson. He's like, I know Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> like, of course a, Yeah, Jeremy is a noteworthy enough play, bass player to know. For, too. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Exactly. It was. It wasn't like I was picking you know yeah. the bottom rung on right. the ladder, but I was just like, of course you all know each other, yeah. you bass player. Not only can the guy play, but he's got some theatrics on stage. Yes, yeah. bass face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How to get bass face? Yeah. So are you are you planning on playing these songs out live anytime? Yeah, I would love to. I would love to as things uh, start a, start to settle down. Hopefully at home, just uh, with two young kids and schedule wise, um, just being challenging to actually rehearse and then have time to play a show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to within I'd say maybe the end of the year. Hopefully. Cool. cool. Yeah. And is, is it the type of thing you can program as like a one-man band or do you need some artists around you? That you is a it? great question because this is literally like one of the first times that I've <laughs> had, to, <laughs> had to think about how I'm gonna, <laughs> going to play these songs yeah. live. Um, I don't know. I've thought about that a bit. Um, I know enough musicians that I think I'd probably want to have um, some live musicians with me to, especially if it was local shows, which they'd yeah. most likely be. Um, I'm sure that uh, I'd be able to to teach or have them just learn the songs after listening to them um, and play a a couple a handful of shows as okay friend Um, I don't know the the programming um, and playing the tracks I I think you lose a lot I've seen some people do it really really well and I've also seen some people do it not very great either and i guess it's um similar to anything that if you put in the time and effort and are really uh i don't know really into it and really feeling it and um the performance is there uh i guess it doesn't matter a ton if you're if you're able to um, really perform and be there and be in the moment and really give it your all. Yeah, I think I think I think you hit the nail on the head, right? It's like it's it's however you want to communicate the mm. the songs, and as long as you get the message across, right, and it still is pure and honest, and it doesn't feel watered yeah. down, right? That's yep, the, definitely whatever it takes to get there. And it's always, I mean, personal bias is always best with musicians. Yeah, definitely. Right? It's, Agreed. It's the best. But Agreed. that said, I'm nothing, not knocking backing tracks for some people because like some people do a really cool job of it, yeah. like with loops and, and stuff like that. Like it's a whole art form in and of itself. Yeah. You know? One challenge that I think that I might have if I ever do take this show on the road is that I'm using a lot of synth sounds that are software synths. Oh, yeah. Right? So they're, they're in Pro Tools and... Uh, I think I might have a tough time telling my wife that I need to purchase a vintage <laughs> Roland synthesizer in order to get this one sound. Yep, it's very vital for <laughs> this project. Uh, it, coming from someone who knows nothing about the process other than watching people do it, can you buy like a cheap plug-in of just the one sound? Is yeah, that possible? Yeah, you can. You can. Um, there's. I'm attempting to do. Uh, 
all of this as as cheaply as possible. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a, a good or a bad thing, but um, there are definitely affordable plugins that you can use that uh, are pretty good at modeling vintage sounds. There are also some very expensive plugins that get you <laughs> very, very solid recreations that I've stayed away from. But um, in terms of gear, my setup is pretty simple. Yeah. And it's expanded a little bit over time. And just having um, uh, having played in the Simtones for a while and upgrading parts of guitars and whatnot like I feel really good about the the guitars that I have and can play with and so I'm getting good guitar sounds um the the software synthesizers there's just an endless world of possibilities some like really the toughest part is just committing to a sound finding one that you like and committing to a sound but then as far as like microphones and whatnot go I'm using pretty budget gear um, Stranger was recorded exclusively on an SM58. Even for vocals? That, even for vocals. Nice. And I had um, had gotten this nicer, uh, uh, larger condenser microphone um, that has like a tube preamp and whatnot that I've recorded some of the newer stuff for vocals on, and I just wasn't getting the same... Um, it just didn't have as good of a feel as the takes that I had with the SM58. And so the um, acoustic guitar is on Stranger is recorded with the SM58. Vocals is with the SM58. I think there's some electric guitar that was recorded on uh, Little Blues Jr. with the SM58. So really just trying to do as much of it with as simple of a setup as possible. And that's a little bit... um, necessity and also uh just working with the tools that you have yeah well there's there's something about uh you know working within within a box that a box isn't the right word but like within your lim- limitations and yeah. you get to create something cool with that right you know there's yeah. there's something super cool about it uh that's yeah man it sounds cool and i i wouldn't have known you did you recorded the electric guitar on a 58 and the vocals i was thinking 57 for vocals but 58 is a standard vocal mic yeah and then recording an instrument with it is super cool to pull that i guess um and i might be completely wrong about this um but i'm pretty sure the capsules are the the same on the sm57 so the sm57 is the one for anybody who's not in the studio right now because i'm pointing to it kind of looks like uh i don't know a sharpie or something yeah um, more blunt and then uh the sm58 is i'm sure anybody uh could pick that out um it looks it's the like, one you see on it's stage. It's the one you see on stage, yeah, yeah everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Where singers are singing into it. Um, but I think the only difference really is, like, the grill on it. So there's, like, a pop filter on that ball that's on it. So, like, if you unscrewed this <laughs> top on the SM57 and plopped that ball, it would pretty much You'd be have the, the same, same microphone. Yeah. That's interesting, dude. I, w- I would have never known that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this is the type of so stuff you learn. That's the fun things that you learn when, <laughs> when you're staying recording. up at <laughs> oh. late and reading about it. Dude, I, I dig it. So are you using, you're using Pro Tools, right? I am using Pro Tools, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, did you read, like, a recording book or just watch YouTube videos? Or how'd yeah. You, how'd you learn this There's stuff? Uh, a million different resources out there but there are two books um that really got me um got me into it and jump started really quickly and it's uh 
digital audio workstation agnostic so it could be for pro tools or applied just as easily to like GarageBand or logic um called mixing secrets for the small studio i believe and then recording secrets for the small studio or home studio and it's by mike senior um and i think he writes for sound on sound but it's awesome just really practical information uh it's because it's um really like uh program agnostic it's also like gear agnostic too so he's very realistic about um giving advice about different type of microphones and yeah like you can get a great sound with um pretty much any microphone if you're placing it um in the the right place in the room on the the source and uh really experimenting with sounds um but also like it his books very much upplay the importance of performance yeah and so no matter what yeah a good performance will beat um a beautifully recorded sound so as long as your the performance is there the emotion is there uh that's what truly matters for a good recording yeah and you've you've definitely you've mastered that you capture the performance every time you come in here and perform for me i like want to take snippets of it and put them into the show as like the live versions of your songs to play so you yeah dude you're you're great about that well taylor you're not gonna believe this but we're coming up at the end of our crazy belief it dude it always it always flies flies by by, doesn't it we got we got time for an option we're gonna a dealer's choice here we got time for you to play one more or i can play one of the uh studio versions from okay friend and before we take a break and thank sponsors and uh, welcome claire doyle onto the show let's go with the studio version studio version what are you feeling stranger holding on what do you think let's go with stranger stranger it is anything you want to say about this song before we uh play it for the folks uh it was a really fun one to put together um it got its start in the stairwell of our old home as a really bad poem nice and so it's evolved over and you'll hear that it's uh now a fully fledged song which is pretty neat i i love it well here's stranger by okay friend taylor thank you so much for coming up as thank always it's been a blast it, and uh yeah we'll be playing more okay friend follow um on okay friend music on instagram go get the songs on Bandcap. stick around for it's gonna be another symptoms album coming out this summer all sorts of stuff coming from taylor and i'd me. love to stop stop back up here so i can be on my way to getting that gold jacket dude we will get you up the, here <laughs> we'll get your gold jacket yeah go, let me know when that album <laughs> yeah. comes up we're gonna we're gonna get you yeah. up here cool here's stranger by okay friend have a good night taylor thank you Thanks, so much man. for stopping Appreciate by it. yeah man always a pleasure thank you all right you're on glad you're here and happy productions.live